All right, welcome back, beautiful warriors, to another awesome episode for this second season. Today, I am so excited uh, and so honored to have Amy with me, Amy Villatoro, um, who I've actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, online some time ago. She actually was hosting a podcast herself where she was highlighting women of God in their stories. And so I had the honor to meet her then. So thank you, Amy, for having me then. And thank you for being here with me today um i'm so excited for you to tell your story amy has gone through a powerful transition from meeting the lord and even to where she is now so today we're just going to focus a lot on that and and just what god has done in your life so uh amy again thank you for being here today uh go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your story your testimony who you are and where you are now Awesome. Well, thank you for having me, first and foremost. Yeah. I'm really super glad to be here and super proud of you for doing this. Oh, so I'm you. glad to see that your vision is coming to life. Yeah. Um, okay, so as Vilma said, my name is Amy, and I currently live um, in Tulsa. I have the pleasure of being in full-time ministry at Transformation Church. Um, so I just want to preface this with saying that I never wanted to be in ministry. <laughs> Ministry was definitely the last thing I wanted to do. And it's just because of the way that I grew up. So, like, my parents were actually pastors growing up. Um, and I grew up in Miami. So, I haven't lived yeah. in Tulsa my whole life. But I grew up in Miami. My parents were pastors. And I just had a different view of ministry. So, mm-hmm. you know, my dad would preach on Sundays. Then I would go home. And, like, Monday through Saturday at home, it was just full of just, like, just domestic violence. My father, unfortunately, wasn't the most faithful husband either. So all of that gave me this view of God of like, okay, if there is a God, is he good? Mm-hmm. And would I want my family to even be in ministry? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, fast forward to a couple of years, my parents did get a divorce. And at that point, I was like, well, I guess there's not a good God. Yeah. Um, and my mom stopped going to church. Mm-hmm. So that, like... That within itself just made me be like, okay, so we're not going to church. There isn't a good God. There's not really a belief of God there, I guess. Right. Um, Or there's not even a good image of God there. So um, from like nine till about 15, you know, I didn't go to church. And, you know, those are just some rough years for for kids in general. You're trying to learn about who you are. Mm -hmm. And so needless to say, from that time, from nine to 15, I just had no uh, desire to seek God. There was no relationship there. Um, the schools that I went to weren't the greatest. So like my friendships sometimes weren't the greatest. And so at 15, when my mom decided to get married, remarried, and, you know, thankfully we have, I have a great stepfather who mm-hmm. married my mom with all her wonderful children. Um, <laughs> they decided, hey, we're going to start going to church. And I hated the idea of that. Yeah. Hated the idea that I told my mom, <laughs> if we go to church, I'm sleeping in the back. Don't <laughs> you're like, you can buy me in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was the most, I was super rebellious. I always had something to say. I always needed to fight for the last word. So I was gonna make it a point that it, taking me to church was an absolute waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but in this <laughs> small church in Miami. There's this lady that God placed in my life and my sister's life and my family's life by the name of Mika. And for some mm-hmm. reason, she just really decided, hey, I'm going to take you guys under my wings. Wow. And really, 
at that time, she showed me and my older sister, like, there is such a thing as a relationship with God. Mm. And what your dad did is not a reflection of who God is. And his decisions Mm. and the choices he decided to make is not a reflection of the kind of relationship you you will have with God. It's different. Those are his personal choices, but it doesn't take away from the goodness of God. And, um, you know, at first, it was kind of hard for me to believe Mm. that. But it was just, she persevered just enough to where my walls came down just a little. And I was like, okay, God, like, maybe you are good. And if Mm. you are, like, I'm just going to say this prayer of salvation. And I'm going to allow you in just this much, but you don't Mm. get to tell me what to do. Like, (laughs) in my personal decisions. Um, And honestly, that... That right there, like her, this lady, I, I don't know where she is now. So if you happen to hear this, shout out oh. to you. <laughs> shout out to you, Mika. Uh, so if, um, that was just enough. Like what she did in my life at that time as a 15-year-old that was like wow. lost and mm-hmm. was full of hate and anger and resentment, not just towards her dad, but God. Like mm-hmm. it was just enough to me for me to be like, okay, God. I can trust you just a little, but it's exactly what I needed at the time because my dad actually ended up in federal prison and he needed us at that time. And had I not gone through that process, okay, of, okay, maybe there is a good God, I would have not forgiven him just enough and would have left him there. Like I would have never gone to visit him. I would have never written to him. None of that. So what God did in that moment was just enough for me to show up on visitation days and be like, I'm here, even though you left us. Like, don't know why you, I shouldn't be here, but you have enough forgiveness for me to show up. So that, you know, that happened through all of high school. Um, and then my dad actually ended up getting deported to Guatemala when I graduated high school. So in college, I didn't I didn't really talk to him. And when I left to college, I at the same time, you know, on the same token, didn't care to mm. have like a church community. I yeah. knew of God, um, kind of knew him, didn't fully know him the way I know now. Right. And my friends weren't centered around having a, you know, Christ loving relationship or Christ loving friendships. So I was wilding out like. <laughs> I went to college and I was, I was living my life the way I thought I wanted to live it, the way the world says, hey, go to college. That's the time of your life. Those four years, you party it up, you do what you want. Um, that's what I did. And it's funny because even during those times, there were times where I could just feel God and the Holy Spirit being mm-hmm. like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this. Wow. Like, you know, that little, that mm-hmm. little hug in your stomach, that little Absolutely. nod that you think, Mm, I don't know yeah. I should go to this party, but hey, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. That, for the, what, my four years, like, I would feel it at certain times, and I would be like, wow. well, God, I don't know what to tell you, because I'm a go. Like, <laughs> I'm a go <laughs> to this party. I'm a do we. Yeah. <laughs> so I would feel it, and I knew, you know, I knew mm. it was God. Wow. That That's amazing. And, th- and in those moments, I look back now, and I'm like, man, God, like, what... Something bad could have happened, but you still protected me, even though I was being completely disobedient. But um, that was college. And I came back home uh, to Miami. And my dad, actually, he 
As a college president, he uh, bought me a ticket to go see him in Guatemala. Wow. And it was for like a week or two. And I'll be honest, like, I hated being there. Like, I literally was texting my mom every single day. And I was like, why am I here? Like, I want to go home. Buy me a ticket mm-hmm. to go home. And I didn't feel a connection with my dad. Mm-hmm. And I could still feel that I was angry and unforgiving and just holding so many grudges. And ultimately, when I came back home, I that was 22. I was 22 at the time. So I spent the next seven years barely talking to my dad. Sometimes, some years I would forget his birthday. Some years, like, he would have to text me and be like, hey, you know I'm alive. And I'd be like, I know. I just... Mm-hmm. Don't want to text you like I don't because there was still so much on the inside of right. me that mm-hmm. hadn't forgiven him yeah. and it's not like I was taking steps towards a good relationship with mm-hmm. God for him to reveal that to me right. so that I could better things with my dad right? right and within those seven years it wasn't just my dad it was a really rough relationship with my mom <clears throat> and even with myself You know, I was getting into relationships that I shouldn't have been in. Mind you, Mm. I was kind of attending church. I was kind of still serving at church. Um, And there wasn't a real relationship to tell me, like, hey, Amy, you need to put a break, a pause on this. Like, you're hurting yourself. Um, You're hurting who you are and who God Mm. meant for you to be by not forgiving by jumping from relationship to relationship, by being disrespectful to your mom, by ignoring your dad, like you're just building huge walls of unforgiveness mm-hmm. and not seeing yourself the way God has made you to be. Right. So during those seven years, like um, barely talked to my dad. I couldn't be in the house with my mom for more than five minutes or else we were yelling at each other. It was like World War Three. I barely talked to my siblings. Um And then I was in two relationships, one where I thought I was going to marry this guy and he ended up cheating on me. That Mm -hmm. broke my heart. I didn't give myself enough time to heal. So I jumped into another one. Mm -hmm. And that one is the one that I would say after two years, like at this point, I might have been 27, 2017. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 27. And that one that's the one that completely broke me. Not just like my heart, but like mind, spirit, soul, like emotion. Every, I felt like I had nothing left to give, wow. right? So I yeah. remember being like, I just need to feel comforted. Mm-hmm. And where can I feel comfort? And I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I can go to church. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I can go to church. <laughs> I can <sit> worship. <laughs> right? So I go on a Wednesday night to uh, this church called Calvary Kendall, and I had been away um, for so long from that church because at some point, all those relationships and all of like that, just all that stuff that I was getting myself into pulled me away from God Mm -hmm. for like a good two years where I just stopped completely going to church. And so I somehow remembered there's Wednesday night service. Let me go. Mm -hmm. And... um, I sat there and I was like, I really have nothing left to give God. But if you could do something with my life, like this is it. Like this is your one shot. Like I don't know where else to go. Yeah, I have nowhere else to go. No one else Mm -hmm. to go to. Like I feel broken. Like I'm just broken. And so I walked away from that service and I, I still felt the same. But somehow on the inside of me, there was a decision I made like, something has to change. And I got myself into community. I started serving at that church um, with like their 
human trafficking ministry, mm-hmm. you know, somehow that first year, yeah, that first year I got involved with their embrace ministry. Um, and, you know, I learned what I learned the most from there. A lot of those women that we mentored or that we have, you know, go through with life, they don't think that God can use them, but um, those, those broken mm-hmm. people are the very, that gives me chills. Yeah. That's wild. But, let me tell you, I told them that first year that I was that two whole year of 2017, I was broken. Mm. God used them to put me back together. Wow. Like in the mm. midst of their brokenness, you know, when they wow. thought they could do nothing for anyone. I remember sitting at like the table with them one day and being like, you guys don't think God can use you. But I started this year completely broken and God mm. used his detailed like used you to show his detailed love for me. And that put me back together. And um, no, it was, I literally was like, God, how, how, one, how do you even trust me with them? Thank you. But two, Mm. like for you to be able to use them and for me to be able to tell them like your life, your very life helped me. Like that was such an awesome moment. Yeah. Um, You know, and through that, through that year, I was going through job changes, still did not want ministry. <laughs> still, mm-hmm. I hadn't talked to my dad. So, like, you know, I feel like a lot of people think, okay, you come to God, you give God your life to Christ, and overnight things change. No, that was a whole mm-hmm. year of still not talking to my dad, right. a whole year of still mm-hmm. fighting with my mom every single day. And so, <clears throat> come 2018, I think is when I was going to turn 30, or 2019, one of those, but yeah. that... <laughs> But, you know, I started getting into community and that changes things for people. Oh, absolutely. You know, I started going to connect Mm -hmm. group, small group. The women that I got myself involved with, they spoke life over me every Mm -hmm. single day. And so going through that, I started slowly being like, okay, I want to do more, God. Like, Mm -hmm. thank you for loving me. And then I started saying, okay, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to take the Bible seriously. Mm -hmm. My entire life, people had been reading the Bible to me. I had never done it for myself. So in doing that, I started reading things that started making me realize I can't change people, but I can change me. I can't change the way my mom's going to react, but I can change me. So maybe I shouldn't be as disrespectful as I am. Like the Bible literally started coming to life to me and it started Mm -hmm. making me realize I'm, I'm, I'm the problem. That's like, (laughs) you know, and and that's hard for us to recognize. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. For us to realize, hey, we're the issue and we're Mm -hmm. the ones that need to change. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard because then at that point, we need to have accountability with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that we don't we don't want to do that. Nope. So I started realizing like, okay, Amy, and I just started praying like, God, please, like somehow, some way, help me. Please help me not talk back. Please help me find a way to love my brothers and my sisters. Like, help me to find a common ground for me and my mom. Um, I want to be able to live at home in peace. Like, I don't want this to feel like World War Three. Right. And he just started slowly started showing mm-hmm. like, okay, well, don't say this. Don't fight mm-hmm. back. Fight for your peace, you know? Right. Um, <clears throat> so throughout this entire time, I realized there was something I had written in my journal mm-hmm. where I wrote like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And part of that was I would work with at-risk youth. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I had a friend, um, that I had been introduced to Mm -hmm. that he worked with, uh, 
incarcerated juveniles. Mm. And so I just went and asked them and I was like, hey, do you do you know um, how I can get involved with at-risk youth, specifically girls, you know? Yeah. And then he was like, yeah. And he introduced me to Youth for Christ. And he's like, they go into the ju- they go into juvie, mm-hmm. and uh, they do have girls in juvie. And if you want to get involved with that, I'll connect you. So he connected wow. me, and I started doing that. And I remember being like in my corporate job and being like, I can't wait, to- I can't wait till Tuesday because that when because that's when we would go. And I was yeah. like, because I find my peace in mm. in juvie. Like I find yeah. peace in juvie. You know, yeah. who said that? Like, walk <laughs> out of jail with yeah. like kids but um well, that's I, amazing that's just like a testament of the lord that that's that's amazing yeah no i love wow. i miss them but i like love i love the kids that i would interact mm-hmm. with uh, every tuesday like you know they're in jail but right. they're just i feel like misunderstood and they mm-hmm. were so um open to having us be there and read the bible with them so mm-hmm. it was it was an awesome experience mm-hmm. and that that made me realize Oh man, this this is making me want to be in ministry. <laughs> you were like, no, no, yes, yes. I literally <laughs> at one point was like, John, you better not ask me to go into full time <laughs> ministry. Wow. But yeah, this is 2018. But at the end of that year, I could feel him speaking to me and being like, you know, summer next year, life is gonna look different. And you may, you may just, <laughs> you probably will be in ministry, Amy, and you will be in full-time ministry mm. by the time, by the end of next year. Yeah. And that took a lot of processing for me. Right. Yeah. So wow. I literally um, started just preparing for it mm. in all kinds of ways, like emotionally, mm. spiritually, financially, just being like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to quit my job in the summer or mid-year, yeah. what do I need to, to get prepared and then in the midst of that, I'm about to turn 30. I'm planning a trip um, with my friends to Peru. Mm-hmm. And one Sunday afternoon, I'm just sitting, you know, I, I had a park that I would go to and I would just meet God there. And wow. he just spoke to my spirit and he would be like, because my truth was always every single life is redeemable. That's the truth right. and conviction that I would stand by, yeah. um, especially when I worked with those kids. And he yeah. spoke to me and he said, if you say your truth is that every single life is redeemable, you have to believe that for your dad or you can mm. no longer walk by that conviction. You can wow. no longer say that you stand on that truth. Wow. I put my pen down mm. and I was like, what? <laughs> wow. I literally, literally just, wow. Yes. I mm. literally sat there and was like, what does this mean? And so I just picked up my phone and I texted my friends and I said, I can't go to Peru. Like, I have to go see my dad in Guatemala. Wow. And at that time, like a couple days before, I remember I was just so mean to my dad. And I said some really horrible things to him. And he himself was like, I can't believe you said that to me. And so I texted him and I said, this might sound weird out of this world, but I have these days um already cleared because I was going to go to Peru mm-hmm. but I feel like I need to go see you and so I said mm-hmm. please like for these two weeks don't work um if you can hand off your work to someone else don't worry I'll pay for everything I want to I want to have a trip where I go see you where we explore and we have some really hard conversations and just wow. begin the healing process of our relationship and so wow. yeah 
It was Amy, I have chills. <laughs> like this is wild. It's it's amazing. Go ahead, no, keep going. And, no, it's sorry. And then so I sat there in my cause I had my own little prayer closet. I sat there and I was like, What now, God? Like mm-hmm. if I were to see my dad now, I I wouldn't be ready. Like, what in myself do I need to figure out? What what truths am I going to get out of? And like, do I have the resolve that no matter what he says, I can still forgive him? Because if that's not my resolve, I can't go see him. Right. I need to show up in Guatemala that with the resolve that no matter what he says to me, to whatever questions I have, I can still leave there and say, I forgive you and mm-hmm. I love you and I want a healing in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so before I got there, that's what God was working in me, like Mm. just constantly pouring into me like, you know, yeah, your dad maybe didn't make these great choices, but he's trying. And I would Mm. just start thinking like, okay, Amy, like forgive your dad, thinking, praying, telling God, like, show me how, Mm. tell me how, point me where, like, so even before I see him, it was a process with myself. Like, why does it hurt me so much that he did this? Like, what's the root of it? Mm-hmm. Is it anger? Is it resentment? Okay, God, so now let's work out resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it is it that I felt unvalued by him? Okay, so now help me value myself mm-hmm. without his validation. Right. So I just started asking questions that pointed me to the root of what the actual feeling was right. so that I could go to God and be like, I surrender it to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I can't control this. Help me. So finally I get to Guatemala and Vilma, I will say it was the best two weeks of my life. Wow. Like it was so healing. Um, I literally planned an itinerary for us to go and explore like the country. It was like we were backpackers in our own country. It's amazing. Like we went on hikes. You know, we had difficult conversations, like we cried, we laughed, we ate together. But at the end of it, I could truly say that our relationship healed so much. Wow. And like, we still talk every single day. Like we, I call him, you know, like I was just with him in December. Actually, believe it or not, a lot of people would think my mom and him and my stepdad wouldn't get along, but we were just in December. It was all of us, my mom, my wow. stepdad, my siblings, my dad, and he came everywhere with us. Him and my stepdad are great friends. Wow. My mom and him are great friends. But um, mm. it That's started amazing. with me having to take that step of faith. Right. And I wow. think God also did it because he knew I was going to go into full-time ministry. And I couldn't stand there and tell those kids, you have to listen to your mm. parents. You have to forgive them if I hadn't gone through that process right. myself. Yeah. And so that had to happen. And then I come back, summer comes along, I go into part-time, I, they started me at part-time ministry. Mm. I was freaking out a little bit. I was like, <laughs> Lord, oh. <laughs> I'm going to cut down my budget to the bare minimum. <laughs> I'm in Miami, part-time. Yeah. Um, you know what? God is faithful because like he had told me the year prior, by the end of that year, I was in full-time ministry. Wow. And I loved it. And that and I spent all of 2022 mm-hmm. in full-time ministry, 2019, 2020. And towards the end of 2020, I just felt like, okay, I've reached my peak here, God. I know that you're calling me out of Miami. Where? Wow. And then I ended up a transformation church. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just wow. been, I will say this, when you give God your yes, your life mm. will never be boring. It will you be. You can say that again, Amy. 
literally that in adventure absolutely um that that is i guess i would say that my my testimony yeah (laughs) wow oh my god i've you know and it's wild because when when i was thinking about you know your particular interview um I literally, I remember bits of, you know, your testimony, right? But now you telling it at this moment, to me, is like, it's it's even more wild. It's like, wow. Like, it, it's just, it's amazing. And, and within your testimony, honestly, there's so much to unpack. There's so much that people can really get out of. I mean, different yeah. aspects of it. I think... One of the, the the most beautiful things is literally the last thing you said is like giving God your yes literally un, unpacks and, and just literally unleashes a whole adventure. It doesn't mean that the adventure is going to always be, you know, at the peak. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy, but it is absolutely worth it. I mean, I cannot like I even recently posted a thing of. I was processing is like, I could not imagine my life outside of Jesus. Like there's just no way like, and, um, and again, that doesn't mean that issues don't come about or that things don't happen, but it's just that now, like, you know, somebody else that's almighty, amazing and loving is like taking the wheels of your life. And, and that's amazing. Um, I think it's so admirable, honestly, that, you decided to take those, those that plunge. I mean, you come from a background of hurt in ministry. You experience hurt within ministry. And a lot of times people, like I know there's going to be people listening that have experienced hurt. And that leaves such a deep mark in their lives that they feel like they can't come back to the Lord or, or it's not even worth it. But you even said it, like somebody, God used a vessel, a woman that even planted a seed at that time who you don't even see anymore, but yet she had a lasting imprint in your life where she decided here, like, let me love you. Let me show you that Christ is real and that this relationship with him is attainable and it's not what you've seen. I'm sorry that you've been through that, but here's the right way. And so I love that. And even, let's not even, the the, the fact that you experience all of that with your father. I mean, even how God redeemed every aspect of it. I mean, even to the point where now you can say like, you have a relationship with your dad and your parents can be civil and that, you know, like you all can even be together. If that doesn't shout God, I don't know what does because (laughs) honestly, because it's, it's wild. Like you, we know that in life relationships that are, are hurt, you know, um, in that way, like it, it, it nine times out, nine times out of ten, like re, you know, redemption or or healing outside of God doesn't happen. You know, like people go about their lives hating and and holding onto things and being heavy in life, and they go to the afterlife. You know, to to once you know they they depart from this earth with all of that, and they never get to see redemption and healing. But the beautiful thing about God is that He cares for you so deeply that. Your yes, as you said, literally unleashed a series of healing and restoration that only not affected you, but those you love. And I take deeply to that because that is exactly what I feel like has happened in my life with my family. I mean, I've seen the Lord redeem and heal and and just bring so much of his goodness that it's, um, it's amazing. So honestly, I mean, and I legit had chills because it... Again, your story, and I really pray, I really pray that whoever is listening, if you're listening and you literally heard everything that Amy has been through and even where she is now, like, 
I pray that it serves of encouragement to you, whether that's in a family relationship with your dad. I know a lot of us have daddy issues. I had daddy issues. Mm -hmm. um, or that's your relationship with your mother. Or that's, you know, your relationship um, in, in situations that you put yourself in or whether you experience pain in ministry and hurt in ministry. I mean, here's a testament of God's amazing grace. Like literally when God says it's eyes on you, even if you take a little bit of a detour, because sometimes I, I had a little detour, you know, in my relationship yeah. with the Lord. But God is so gracious and amazing that then he pulls you and puts you exactly where you need to be. Here you are now experiencing yeah. God in a whole nother level. I mean, you are doing full time ministry at Transformation Church. I, I'm excited for you. I and I just think God is so awesome, okay? Like, God is amazing. Like, the fact, and it's funny, because you and I met through Eldreth, which, shout-outs to Elle. Yeah, um, We love, love you, girl. <laughs> we love you. you. with her when she comes visits me. You're yeah. more than here. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I, I'm going to take to that. I would love yeah. to come to, to see you, meet you officially in person. Yeah. And so I'll remember that. But, um, no, like, it, and, and even the fact that we connected through her, right, and you and I, like, you know, I had a moment where I share my testimony. But, like, even that, like, God is so amazing in connecting people. Like, who knew at the time, like, like I said, you provided a visual for me for something that I wanted to do in women's ministry, which is this podcast and showcase women and their stories. So thank you so much for, in that concept, even being obedient to your yes then provided um, a, a, an example for me of what I could do. And here we are. And so now to me, it's a pleasure that he, here we are and I have you. So um, sharing your story, that it's powerful and amazing. And I know God, nothing is coincidence in the Lord. Everything, mm -hmm. I mean, God is a sovereign God. He knows exactly how things yeah. are going to play out, when they're going to play out, um, in what manner. So all I can say is, wow. I mean, the entire time I'm like, wow. And like I said, I've heard your story before, but this time I feel like it's, I mean, it's just, it's it's beautiful, it's deep. Like I said, there's so many things uh, in your life, so many aspects of your life that I know will impact people that hear this. So, so much. Amy, we are cheering you on. We're excited. I can't wait to continue to see the things that you're going to be doing yes. in the place you are now. Um, I look forward to coming to Tulsa. Yes, yes. <laughs> thank you, Anastasia. I want to say like you, thank you for your yes, because there are things that people need to see. You know, we each have a sphere of influence. Right. And so you're impacting people that only Vilma can impact, mm -hmm. right? The people that are assigned to you. Yeah. So when you take take that serious, like when we all realize like the people that there are people's stories waiting to unpack mm -hmm. on our next step, like yeah. we start realizing there's an urgency to this, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So just thank you. Yeah, Thank you so it's, much it's my for pleasure. having me on here. Yeah, it's my, of I'm course. Excited. Like, that, that was a no, I knew I was going to have you. And then, you know, like, come second season, I was like, Amy's coming along. And, I mean, what a perfect time, you know, even now, like, where you are in life and, and to see yeah. what the Lord has doing. Like, yeah. I'm just so honored to have you. So, we love you, Amy. Thank you we again you for being too. with us today. Um, we're so excited to see more of you in the future, whatever the Lord has for this ministry. So, Blessings to you. Um, and thank you. Yeah. Love you so much. Can't wait to meet yeah. you. Yes, You're all me welcome. too. I know. Officially give you a big old bear hug. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. So thank you so much, guys, for watching. Um, again, we love you. We thank you. We know that this testimony is going to be a power 
um, to you and, and of encouragement to you. And, hey, and if, you know, at any given point you have questions, you know, reach us, um, you know, like if we're, you know, if, can people reach you, Amy? And if, yes. and if so, like where can they hit you if yeah. they want to ask you questions? They can um, hit me up on Instagram. And if you just type in Amy Villatoro, then I will pop up. And because that's my handle. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So type in yeah. Amy Villatoro um, and you will see my Instagram. And you're always welcome to send me a DM if any of y'all have any questions. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. And actually, as a last thought, because I always like to do this um, and I don't want to not do this. If there's somebody who can relate to your story, what is the last piece of encouragement that you can leave with them? That... I know that forgiveness Mm. and redemption and reconciliation sometimes seems hard and impossible, but it's not. I think that the work starts with ourselves first. Absolutely. And learning to see how God sees us. And so I would just encourage you to continue to seek God, you know, and that um, to know that there is no pressure, no timeline to when forgiveness or reconciliation or any of that has to happen because God knows, you know, we're like, we're like onions. He peels us back mm-hmm. a layer at a time. So he knows when it's time to hit those hard, hard spots in our heart that we are afraid to let go right. of. So yeah. I would encourage you to say yes to God, go after him, seek him, be honest with him, be vulnerable and honest with yourself and him and know that it can happen. And it might not happen when you want it to, but it it will and can happen. Amen. That's a word. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Uh, See you guys next time. Be blessed. Okay. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening. If you would like to connect with me, you can follow us at Beautiful Warrior Ministry on Facebook and Instagram. If you need support, prayer, or desire sisterhood, I am here to serve you. Don't forget to tune in next week for our new episode. Blessings!